All right. Welcome to another episode of Mind Over Money. My name is Van Pappas, Certified Financial Planner and Private CFO with Oxygen Financial. And we come to you every week with great new financial education, tips, tricks, life hacks on our way to trying to to improve how you think about life uh, from a financial standpoint. And uh, today we've got the executive director of the Peachtree Creek Greenway, Josh White, with us. Welcome, Josh. Great to be um, here. Thank you so much, Van. Josh, you know, um, the people that watch this show have heard me say over and over and over again about how everything in life revolves around money in some way, right? You you wake up in the morning, you flip on the lights, guess what? You're spending money with electricity and you go into the bathroom to get ready for the day and you turn on the water and guess what? You're spending money on the water. And so today I, I wanna hear from you about, maybe we talk about how we spend money, but I think you might help us figure out how to save money, right? Um, so tell us a little bit about the Petrie Creek Greenway and what exactly trails and paths and how they can help us save money. Absolutely. Thank you for the question. So honestly, there are, are there are a lot of things. First off, the Peachtree Creek Greenway is a multimodal trail that is going to run from the Atlanta Beltline and uh, Atlanta down near the um, near the uh, Home Depot that's in that's there on Ponce there on a Ponce but a Piedmont and run all the way up through Brookhaven, Chambly, Unincorporated, DeKalb and Dorville uh, kind of creating a you know 12 mile plus line of, of uh, transportation corridor for everybody to go through um, to get there. Um, it's going to be, it's 14 foot wide, it's lit, it's got uh, the, the model mile that we've already created in Brookhaven that's been built. It's got uh, police cameras and lighting. It's a, it's a very, very great uh, little thing right there that takes advantage of land that truthfully can't be developed on. It's in the floodplain of Peachtree Creek. So it's land that can't be used to build um, homes or apartments or businesses. It's land that really can't be used for any other reason. And we have the, we have the, the, the um, the, the, the pathway is going to go up through there. And one of the best things about trails is that they are an amenity that people enjoy for a lot of different reasons, whether it's biking or walking, doing some exercise, getting out in nature. Um, but they actually work as a really as a force multiplier in our economic sense. Um, for example, the Silver Comet Trail that we know that runs out there from Alabama to the to Georgia line. And a study that was done over 10 years ago, so this is 10 years ago money, for every dollar they spent on building that trail, it was a $4 economic benefit back to the community. So it's for every dollar spent, they get $4 back. Uh, the Beltline has a very similar situation going on, um, and it's changed a number of times over the year as the scope of the Beltline has gotten bigger and as more development has come up around it. For every dollar they spend on the Beltline right now, it's between $10 and $12 back in economic wow. development for the city. That's a huge multiplier. 
Um, and just to give you an example, that, uh, just real quick though, is that it's the difference between the Silver Comet and the Beltline because the Beltline has so many businesses along it. What 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 causes that multiple to go up so? The, the multiplier, a lot of it is just based on location because the Silver Comet Trail goes through a lot of, of areas of the of the of the state that aren't completely developed. Right, it's it's a rail trail, so it kind of goes along areas there that not necessarily were developed before. Um, and I would assume that if we did that today, like I said, that study was done 10 years ago. If we did it today, I think that number would be much higher for the Silver Comet Trail, especially as it's coming now into Atlanta to connect to the trail system that we have here. Um, but it's done, it's done by businesses. It's done by increased property taxes. It's done... Um, there's also a number of other benefits there, too, because having a trail nearby um, is good for businesses. A lot of businesses really want to have a lot of, of employees want the aspect of being able to ride their bike to work or walk to work. And they see that as an added benefit for businesses. It causes like, less turnover because people are keeping your employees there because they're happy. They're able to go and, and bike to work. That's a huge, huge thing. Especially since the pandemic, we've seen how the importance of the life-work balance has really kind of taken over the labor market. And when you have that aspect there and you're able to, like, maybe ride your bike to work and get there, it really does mean a lot for the whole community. And along the trail here, we've got – along the Peachtree Creek Greenway um, – Right now in the model mile, there's you know a number of big employers. Choa is right there at one end of it, right there. The Children's Hospital of Atlanta that's expanding right there. You go all the way up it, you know, you've got all the area around the uh, Mercer University, which is a, a CDC, the FBI, um, and then when it goes in Doraville, it's going up to the Assembly, which is that new movie studio that's taking place at the GM plant, right? So you've got a lot of different areas there that can actually have a lot of economic benefit. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been on the, the section that's already built in Brookhaven. It is beautiful. You're right. It's it's nice and wide and you go on it and you'll see people biking on it or or jogging or just walking and strolling along with family or walking their dog. Um, and, and I guess so um, the the section that's in Brookhaven obviously um, has been built. But now the challenge, I guess, is having to deal with other municipalities, other uh, government entities to get the rest of it built. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what what the Peachtree Greek Greenway organization is having to do to, to try to push that along? Right. The, well, our, our trail system is a little bit unique for, uh, as compared to some other ones because we go through so many jurisdictions. We've got five different jurisdictions, municipalities that we have to work with. And that does absolutely offer some challenges. The Beltline's got just the city of Atlanta to deal with. And we've got you know five different places right there. So, you know, there are definitely some challenges that go along with it, but our job as our organization is just advocacy organization. So unlike the Beltline organization, which is actually involved in the construction of it, our whole job is just to work on getting the elected officials to um, to make this a reality for the citizens, right? And it's about creating partnerships with businesses and, and local citizens and other organizations to help push this thing through. As an example, the plan for this greenway was first developed in 1999, all right, so wow. 24 years ago, and, but it wasn't until 2013 that anything was done about it. And that, that all started when the, the folks who founded our, our, our group, our, our nonprofit, 
came together with some elected leaders in Brookhaven and developed a plan and a way to pay for it and figured out the nuts and bolts of how we can make this a reality. So really this kind of situation is, is where we, we really really focus on just interacting with the local governments, the local figure there to get them to move on this. Um, I think it's really important to show them like until someone came to the Brookhaven and said, let's, this is what this would do. This is what it would mean for our local economy and for our local residents to have this amazing amenity because it, because it follows the Creek. It's different than most trails you, you come across. It's tree covered. There's always water down there. It's cooler than the regular area around it because of the water and the trees. It's a really great amenity. And Brookhaven saw how, how this could affect their entire city and how it could really change it. And, they're taking developments that are going on around it. And instead of having it turn away from the creek like they've always done in the past because it was more of a drainage ditch to a lot of people, they're now making things face it. And so it actually becomes an integral part of their community. Now, when we're talking about moving up into to, to Chambly and then unincorporated cab, there's, you know, definitely like some challenges about working with the property owners and working to make sure that this is an amenity that works within the, the local landscape and things like that. But truly, it is it's something that the citizens want and polling and, and, and different surveys have shown that the, really the citizens really do want these sort of projects. And it's just about give, helping give the, the, polit the politicians and, the, and the, the city folks a a path, not just a path, but a way to do to help help make this a reality, and and so that's where the the, the challenges do come in. But we work with a lot of great leaders, a lot of folks in Champlain um, and and out of Kirkwood, Captain Norville, who really do want this as well. Um, in fact, in Chamblee, they've already adopted um, as part of their uh, in their, their ordinances that when the Greenway gets built in Chamblee, that it's going to follow the same standards that we 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 implemented in Brookhaven, which is. 14 foot wide, which makes it very accessible for a lot of people, allows a lot of people to go on there, that it has lights, um, that there are cameras on there for, for police to, to monitor the trail more effectively, things like that. Now, those are the standards that we put in place because they offer a trail that's open to everybody. Right. Um, one thing you might hear some folks complain about, not complain, but you know, grouse about on the Beltline is that it's very crowded and they're, they're, they've had a 10 foot wide, it's been the, kind of their standard that they've worked on through a lot of it. But you'll notice that the, the, the trail, they're actually they just opened up a new trail segment um, yesterday up on the Northeast side. And that trail segment is actually wider than the rest of the Beltline because they've realized that they've got to provide a wider path because of how much it is used. Yeah. I also think you asked earlier about, you know, why the Atlanta Beltline's numbers are so much higher than, than other trails. It's because they really have exceeded expectations on how many people are using the trail. You yeah. go out there on the weekend and it's really, really busy. Yeah, it's it, a lot of people use it. And then that makes more businesses want to come to the area which then makes it more popular and now people want to live close by so they can access it so yeah and the, I, the I, best I, thing about it is that also it's more important for small businesses um it actually is a bigger it has a bigger impact on small businesses instead of corporations in terms of like how they survive and what's the best about small businesses that when you have small business in chambly that opens up on the the, the, the greenway that money stays in chambly it's spent by Chambly residents, the tax revenue, everything else goes back to Chambly. So that's one of those, those benefits, especially of trails that they are actually really, really good for small businesses. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now we we and and you mentioned earlier about some of the uses, and I glossed over it um, about you know uh, people walking in nature, and and I was really surprised when I, the couple of times I've gone on that section in Brookhaven how you don't really feel like you're in this big city. You know that there are major streets just right around the corner from where you're walking, but it's hard to hear them. You know, you you, you feel like you're actually, you know, taking a walk through the woods for the most part, even though it's this beautiful wide sidewalk and well lit and and whatnot. But yeah, like, would, you, would you like, if you're at the, the North uh, Druid Hills trailhead and you leave that trailhead and walk north and the trail there right through the trailhead it's all big and open because that's where businesses are and you can hear the road noise and you can hear the interstate and as soon as you turn this little corner right there past the um salvation army it oh. all disappears and oh, all you can yeah. hear is the babbling of the brook uh, of the yeah, street yeah, yeah. it's really nice now i think there's uh, there's two things i want to talk about while we still have some time one is um, I believe you mentioned how, you know, the view of the creek was more like a drainage ditch. And I believe when this was first built, a lot of cleanup was done of the of the creek and they pulled out a lot of garbage and trash. And so I, I got to believe that by extending the trail <laughs> into other areas, you know, up into Chambly and, and unincorporated DeKalb County, that will help do more of that cleanup because you know i i think our creeks and our our rivers i mean we got to keep them clean and i think this might be a way to help from a, i'm i'm by no means uh you know a, you know an environmentalist or anything but i i do understand we need to keep things clean how how much do these trails help from an environmental standpoint well, there's actually a number of ways that it helps. And the first thing you mentioned right there is actually that, you know, you, when you first build a trail, it's a cleanup. When I first moved to the to, to Atlanta, I actually lived in three different locations along the creek, and I had no idea the creek was there. I really thought it was a drainage ditch. Um, and then, you know, when I came into this role here, I learned more about it. I learned, I, was, I couldn't believe it. it actually was up there. I had no idea it was there. When Brookhaven built their model mile, they pulled out, I think it was somewhere around 300 tires just out of that one section there and like 30 tons of trash. Um, they also removed all the invasive, not all of them, they removed a lot of the invasive species, kudzu, privet, bamboo, and that ha helped revitalize the creek. They're planting what are called river oats in there, which helps clean the water. We know families of otters and ducks and all kinds of animals have come back to the creek because it's a cleaner environment. Also, by having something there, so you do the initial cleanup and you do it, and you also have cleanups that happen all the time. Like we, we schedule cleanups in the creek all the time, but you also have more eyes on the creek, right? And that, I think, is what is a big factor here. Like I said, I thought it was just a drainage ditch. I had no idea that it was actually a, a, you know, a water source. I've never looked at a map. After it goes uh, south from Brookhaven, where does this creek actually end up? It does actually it go, it hooks. It hooks up with the South Fork of the Peachtree Creek, which comes out of out to Cap County, um, right there, kind of like where near 400 comes into 85, right there, that intersection there. So you have two parts of the Peachtree Creek come together to form the main the main Peachtree Creek right there, and so the trail follows that all the way through there. So it goes underneath 85 and through there, and you know that's an area where um, where there's a lot of uh, 
you know, there's a lot of dumping that's happened over the years and lots of trash exists in there, especially since anything that drains off the interstates or our city streets and goes into the sewer system ends up in Peachtree Creek. So it actually is kind of like, a, it can be a very, um, this will help us keep the creek much cleaner than it is now. And um, because once it once the two forks come together, does this creek eventually get to- It goes to the Chattahoochee. It goes to Chattahoochee, which is the major water source. You know, the water for Atlanta is pulled up north of here, but south of here, it definitely does it. It goes all the way to the ocean and, and, and Florida, where it's the Apalachicola Bay, where we've got, you know, lots of uh, oyster beds and things like that. So it's it's a very, very good thing to, to, to do. Now, we only have a few more minutes. So I want to mention a couple of things because we I said at the beginning, we I wanted to figure out, you know, how having this trail would would save us money as 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 individuals right because that's what we're trying to do is teach the people that watch this you know how to better manage their money so i want to throw out some things you tell me if if i'm thinking correctly um it would save money from a gym membership why because i could cut out my gym membership and use the trail to do my exercise right so mm -hmm. i just saved 20 30 bucks a month right it would it would save me some drive time because I might be able to use the trail to get to the place I want to go and get out of my car. So I'm not having to spend money on gas. I'm I'm reducing the wear and tear on my car. I'm I'm you know maybe I can get, completely get rid of the car altogether if I'm, I'm I think that would be hard here in Georgia because we love our cars but it would save money from an auto standpoint. Um, the, uh, the, tell me some other things that I'm not thinking about that this trail would help the average individual possibly. Is there anything else that we could say, hey, this is how you could save money by using the trail or having the trail here? Well, there was a couple of things that you, you mentioned that, that, that have got a little bit more of a thing. You also need to think about the externalities of having a car and the CO2 that it produces when it goes out to the atmosphere. Yeah. And that's definitely something that that, that does uh, bring some savings to us as a general society because we need to lower those, those ratios there. Um, another aspect is like if you're an employer and you're an employee and you want to go to work and your employer is somewhere along where you can ride your bike and use the trail to get there, and you could skip not just the gym membership, but you could actually save time. Your commute is your workout and you get to work and then you're able to shower and change and get into your, your work clothes or whatever you need to do. Um, that's also a, a way of saving some money and saving some time, which I think is something that we all don't have enough of here in Atlanta. We've all been stuck in traffic here for hours and hours and all that kind of stuff. So like if you're able to do that, you're also going to save some money there. Um, it's also, you know, uh, I think it's also a way like a lot of folks right now take their kids, drive their kids to school. If your kids had a safe and easy way to get to their schools, because a lot of schools are going to be connected by this, where they're not riding a bike on a road, where they're not in danger of getting hurt. I think a lot more people will be willing to let that happen as well. Um, and also because it encourages smaller businesses and other things like that, you're going to have the ability to not have to travel so far and do everything you want to do. I mean, if you can able to do that kind of thing right there, it's definitely some ways that you can save money. Um, and it also has the ability to, to make you a little bit of money as well. Um, when you're talking about sometimes property values are going to go up around a trail. And so, you, you know, your, your homes will be, become more valuable. Business will become more valuable. There'll be more density that's created around there because there's yeah. the, 
it's, it's an amenity that people could use. So that actually adds to it and that helps us out a lot as well. I think, I think wouldn't it also help? So there's going to be a few um, hotels that are close by, right? And communities, like I know Shambly gets money, a, a small part of the hotel motel tax, which they use to benefit the community and whatnot. So here's an amenity that would be close to a hotel. So now all of a sudden people say, oh, well, I want to go to that. I want to stay at that Marriott at Century Center because, you know, not only is it centrally located, but look, they've got this trail that every morning I could go walk on. And now the community of Shambly gets additional revenue because someone stayed at that. Marriott. Yeah, I think you would move like the, the I don't know what the occupancy rates of that particular hotel are on a daily basis, but I bet you it, inc it would increase it a lot, especially once it, you know, it connects to the Beltline. Just think about, we got the World Cup coming to Atlanta. You know, I can't remember what year it's coming. It's just a few years from now. And if folks are able to stay in that hotel and not have to get a car at a rental car from the airport, and they're able to, 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 to go on it, walk down and get to the, or take a bike or rent a bike and go down there. They're going to be saving a lot. It becomes a situation where that you don't have to stay in a downtown Atlanta hotel to, to enjoy the world cup. You can stay in Chambly. You can stay in Doraville. You can stay in some other places because you have other alternatives to get there. And it becomes almost like a tourist destination in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. So that's the one thing that really helps out there a lot. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we, we have hit our time for the show. But before I let you go, um, if someone wanted to help the Peachtree Creek Greenway organization, you know, what do you suggest they do? Well, I would suggest you go to our website, peachtreecreek.org. Um, you can sign up to volunteer. We always are doing all kinds of events where we need volunteers to help us do it. We can help sign up for creek cleanups as well. We offer that to corporations who want to come in and, and do an experience with their with their employees to come in and do a cleanup, and we set that up for them. Um, you also can donate because you know we need to, we need funding to help you know run the programs that we want to do to educate the public and the, the folks about that. Um, and honestly, more importantly than everything else is make sure you talk to your neighbors about how much you want the Greenway, because that is where the real political power comes from, is from the people. And the more people talking about it, the more likely it is to become a reality sooner. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Josh. I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, everyone, I hope you learned something on how to save money using uh, whatever trail is around you, uh, whether it's the Peachtree Creek Greenway or the Beltline or the Silver Comet or whatever trail you have in your community, it can definitely benefit uh, and save us some money. So we'll be back next Thursday with another Mind Over Money show where we will learn a new tip or a new trick on how to better improve your financial life.